Hello everyone, welcome to our podcast and I am Dr. Abimbola Ogunire and it's great to have you here. Today I want us to um, sort of take a deep dive into um, this, the vision of our schools, right? Um, the vision of our schools, I would typically say, and I'm sure many people have heard me say, that the vision for our schools must be clear and it must be student-centered. I know that there are so many stakeholders, right, in the school, but the difference between a school and a bank or a school and (laughs) a salon is that the students come in and they learn, right? So a school is for learning, right? Students come in and they learn. So it is important and imperative that the vision that we have for our school is student-centered, right? Is student-centered. So here are a couple of things that I want us to think about. Well, they're not a couple, they're about 10. That I want us to think about when we're thinking of our school's vision, right? And our school's mission and, and, and you know, how to get that to be student-centered, how to think, right, um, more about the students, and what exactly should we be thinking about um, with regards to, to, you know, to our students, and of course, in correlation to our vision. So let me go right into it. I hope we're all pumped this morning, and I hope you have your pen to paper, and I hope that you are going to share this immediately you listen to it because everybody needs to hear this so the very first thing we need to think about is that we are a school that is truly student-centered and places learning and teaching at its heart so our school must be student-centered our vision must be you know must be student-centered and you know teaching and learning is the primary work right that we do and ensuring that everything that 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 relates to teaching and learning is 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 the focus you know of the core focus of our schools and it'd be interesting for you to know that many schools um would typically put things like um, student numbers things like um you know um school growth and parents involvement engaging parents and you know all those other activities right i mean they're important and they add right to the culture of the school that enables the school right to do what it wants to do but those are add-ons they are not the core and the center and we must realize this the second thing is that that a school that encourages students to take responsibility for their own learning to achieve their full potential and enjoy their learning so we're creating a school, a school structure, a school culture, a system, an environment that encourages the students to take responsibility for their learning through various um, um, strategies. And we encourage them to achieve their full potential. And again, that's where a lot of, of, of motivation, counseling, discussions, conversations about the importance of learning and, you know, the future and all that would come in. And of course, ensure that the students at every time enjoy their learning. And that is important. So we are not going to a class. I remember my, my daughter speaking to me, you know, a couple of days ago and saying, no, that this lesson is boring, that class is boring, and that class is boring. And I'm, I'm making a mental note that I need to pop in and, you know, speak 
um, to the teachers and say, you know, just ensure that children come into your lessons, I mean, again, as, as, as regards to teachers, and they come into the lessons and they are enjoying the lessons. We must have lessons that the children enjoy. You know, when a child begins to say that a lesson is boring and there's no engagement and there's, there's a disconnect, then of course you are knowing that the child is leaving that lesson. Maybe I shouldn't have come. Maybe I should have just read my, read my textbook and will still be in the same place. So it's important that we're intentional, that we're school that is intentional about ensuring that their children enjoy their learning. Number three is that a school that has high expectations for its students. So we know that we would rise or fall at the level of the expectations of the people, you know, that surround us. So we want to say, okay, you know what, you guys can do this. You can get this done. I trust that you can get this done. Um, I believe that you can get this done. I believe in you, you know, and we create a system. We create a system of support that, that, that empowers and supports the children, you know, the students to get these things done. So it's not just saying, oh, I need you to jump over the hill. But are we ensuring that we are creating a system that supports the children um, to meet these high expectations or to exist and work at the level of these expectations? I think that is imperative and that is important. Number four is that we celebrate the unique talents of all the students. So we are not just, we are identifying the talents, we are helping to... Um, um, help the children, you know, unfold, unleash, you know, express those talents. We are giving them avenues to, to again, express the talents. We're supporting them. We are also um, celebrating this unique talent. So we know that every child, each child comes with us with, with their own specific DNA and their own specific talents. So we as a school must um, ensure that we are helping the children to identify this unique talent beyond just oh, math and English and physics and chemistry and all that, but all their own other talents. And that's why our, 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 our curriculum, our provision must be robust, right? It must be robust. So that's why sports comes in, music comes in, um, um, analytical activities come in like chess and the rest. You know, every other, you know, technology is there, art is there, you know, reading and everything so that the children at least have an increased uh, probability of, oh, this is something that I love to do and this is something that I'm good at and the school has presented an avenue for me to even know that, you know, this, I have this talent, right? So it's very, very important and of course we're, we're giving them the opportunities to express that and we're celebrating them for their unique talents. The next is that we, it's a school that listens and acts upon students' views. I'm of the opinion that when we're we are doing survey, feedback survey, that it's not just for parents and teachers, that we ask the children as well, what are your thoughts, right? What do you think about the school? What do you like about the school? What do you enjoy about the school? What don't you like about the school? Are you happy to come to school every day? You know, so we're, we're asking the children, how would you improve the school? What are the two things that you think the school should do for you to enjoy school better? And these students' feedback are so important because, again, the school is a school is for the students. So if the students are not um, given the opportunity to air their views, 
given the opportunity to um, say what they think, you know, and, you know, tell us their opinions, then is, is it really student-centered? Is it really student-centered? And we're not just only going to um, listen, um, you know, get that data. We must act upon that data. And that's why you have schools that have students' representative councils and things like that, you know, where they just give the children a voice, right? The children must have a voice, right? And they know that, oh, when we say something, right, you know, someone is listening and someone is acting upon, you know, those things. I think it's just imperative. And it just gives the children, students more, um, you know, just, they make, just makes them feel um, better, right? Stronger, right? That my, my, my voice matters, isn't it? And then the next is that a school that ensures that students are safe and secure in an atmosphere of mutual support and respect. And I think, you know, we cannot say this enough student safety and security is so important um, and that that also speaks to the social emotional aspects of learning and um, empathy and you know collaboration and you know the children just feeling safe in the school and i mean we can unpack that in in 500 podcasts you know but it's just for us to know that a child who doesn't feel safe is probably not going to learn and when we're talking about children not learning, children not learning, children not learning, sometimes we negate the, the, the aspect of looking at, do, is the child even happy? Does the child feel safe? Is the child okay, right? And, 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 and that again goes to learner readiness. Um, you know, so it's something that we must, 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 it's top on, the, you know, is the child that is alive that is going to learn, isn't it? So it's something that we, we must put in place when we're thinking about our school and our vision for our school. The next is a school that helps students to develop the whole person, intellectually, physically, economically, culturally, socially, spiritually, and morally, right? And be part of a healthy community within which they feel secure, happy, and valued. So many times in schools, we are very big on intellectual, ah, physical, right? But we don't do a lot of, in terms of social, um, spiritual, and moral. Right now, I mean, I don't know how many schools do talk about economically, right? So I, I think these aspects are very important when we're talking about the whole person. So you want your children to leave you after a number of years as whole people, right? And it's because you've been intentional about, you know, developing all these aspects while they were with you in school. You know, the joy of schooling is that school is a level playing field. We have people from, you know, um, disenfranchised or um, there's a word, you know, backgrounds, right, disadvantaged backgrounds, um, you know, that sometimes their parents can't do much for them for various reasons. But when they come to school, the school is then that level playing field that every child in our school, no matter where you're from, right, you get to experience this. And I think that is the beauty of school, that you get to experience this, right? We, you get to experience intellectual, you get to experience physical, you get to experience economical, you get to experience um, cultural, social, spiritual, and moral. So, uh, and I think that is um, the ripple effect. So they, 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 if you do it well enough, then they go back to their homes and the communities and they can um, if, you know, affect, it can, it can impact those spaces positively. 
So it's just for us to figure out, you know, how, how intentional are we in doing, you know, some of these things. The next is encouraging our students to understand equality and have a respect for all religions, cultures, and ways of life. Ensuring that students are sensitive to the feelings of others. This is where empathy comes in again. Emotional intelligence. And are aware, you know, how their actions will affect themselves and others. And I think it's not too early to have these conversations with children. Because we know what is happening all over the world where wars are going on. And places are being destroyed because people just have different religions. And that religious, religious tolerance is not there right and you begin to be you know ask yourselves what happened in these people who are doing this what 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 was their childhood like right what was their childhood like that they can see someone who is not the same religion and they say you know what be gone with you i think that in our schools respect for all religions respect for all cultures respect for all races respect for all ways of life must be intentionally um you know, cultivated, right? And, and I mean, again, so many strategies um, to, to get some of these things done. And then we're, we're, they are sensitive to feelings of others. You know, they are not narcissistic, right? They are sensitive to feelings of others. You've, you know, this person is not feeling great at this moment. You know, that empathy is there, right? Um, and they are aware of how their own actions. I tell people that it is not early to teach the children emotional intelligence, cultural intelligence. It's not early. It's not when they are old and they are looking for a job. They say, oh, this is emotional intelligence. It's so important. The next is that a school that allows students to discover that they are capable of more than even they themselves thought possible. And success can be for everyone. I mean, when I think of this, growth mindset comes to mind. And how teachers and educators must understand how to teach children or develop growth mindset in students. So it's not just the students saying, oh, I have a growth mindset. How do we intentionally do that? So I don't know something doesn't mean I'm not going to know it. I don't know it yet. Doesn't mean I'm not going to know it, right? It means that there must be a measure of grit, a measure of um, persistence, a measure of passion, a measure of consistency, right? Working, right? Continuously doing this task to the point where I know, you know, that I can achieve success. And how do we take the children and support them through that process of growth mindset and being, you know, just being gritty um, and understanding that because you don't have, you're not successful at this today, doesn't mean you're not going to do that tomorrow. But what takes you? So sometimes we say growth mindset. You know, what takes, what does, what, what takes the children from feeling, I'm not, I'm not able to do it yet, to the point where, oh, I'm able to do it now and I'm excited about that. There are so many steps in between that that we must be um, conscious of. You don't say, oh, have, I, I can't do it here. Say it. I can't do it here. Say it. I can't do it here. You know, but the issue is, yes, but the child needs to get to a point where they, they achieve mastery. So why do we get the children from I can't do it yet and being okay to the point where, but I'm going to keep on trying, right? I'm going to keep on trying. I'm going to put my best in i'm not going to give up right until i get to that point of mastery so it's i think i think it's, it's very good and of course last but not the least is a school that looks the future so the vision is clear right the mountains are there we know we're going to get to them we know we want to climb the mountains but not forgetting to enjoy the experience of today and i think sometimes that is a gap where in schools we're thinking vision 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 
there, 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 there. But we are not taking time to enjoy where we are today. We're not taking time to understand where we are today. We're not taking time to say, okay, how do we go from where we are today to tomorrow? And just being present, right? Being present. So we are so many of us are so future driven that we're forgetting to enjoy the present, right? Um, so I, and I think that because it's the present, it's the foundation that you are going to build upon. So I think when we when we are thinking of our schools and our school's vision, which must be student-centered, what are the things that we must be thinking about in terms of um, that student-centeredness? What are, what does it mean, right? And I think and I hope this has given us some insight into what we must be thinking and what we must be implementing when we're saying, no, oh, this is a student-centered school and as, as our vision is student-centered, our processes are student-centered, um, and everything that we do must serve, right, this student um, or learner-centeredness, right, this student or learner-centeredness. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. See you next time. Don't forget to share. This has been Some Minutes with Dr. Abimbola Ogudiri. God bless you.